Trump is here to save the day, ladies and gentlemen. It just came across my desk. Mr. Trump has a major announcement coming tomorrow, December 15th. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, But, you know, this just broke. So I only have a few things to say about that. The main things I want to talk about today are regarding Florida Governor Ron DeSantis calling on the Supreme Court in Florida to convene a grand jury to investigate the wrongdoings related to the mRNA vaccines. I also want to talk about uh, Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger calling for uh, a new voting measure to implement ranked choice voting in the state of Georgia. And I also want to elaborate a little bit on the whole SBF FTX. Damn, that's a lot of letters. Sam Bankman-Fried and the FTX scandal. Um, We had some more developments regarding that. So we're going to talk about all this. But first, let's hear a message from the sponsor of this show, MyPillow. Guys, Christmas is right around the corner, and MyPillow.com is having the biggest sale ever. Now's the time to go to MyPillow.com, enter promo code NICK, and you can save tons of money on that perfect gift for your loved one. Don't wait till the last minute. Go to MyPillow.com now, enter promo code NICK, and save tons of money while putting smiles on all of your family members' faces by shopping at MyPillow.com. Emily C2 in the chat says, I hope Trump's coming out against the vaccines. Yeah, okay. I won't be holding my breath for that one. I don't think that this was about. But um, so maybe you guys haven't seen this yet. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and play this video for you that Trump just posted to Truth Social. Check it out. America needs a superhero. Okay, so that was like an hour ago. Trump, he's going full uh, Q, <laughs> depicting himself as Superman with the freaking laser beam eyes coming out. All right, it's it was a pretty cool video, I gotta admit. Um, now, I gotta, uh, I, I only have a couple guesses here as to what this can be, and I definitely want to keep an eye on the chat, and I want you guys to guess as well. I, I you know, I read a lot of comment sections, and I saw on Disclosed TV. A lot of Doomer energy regarding this announcement. And I think it's because uh, last time Trump made a major announcement, a lot of people thought that he was going to announce that the military is in control, that the swamp is going to be drained, and uh, the White Hats are stepping in to take down the deep state and, and that sort of stuff, like devolution theory. And then when he announced 2024, there was a lot of people just falling apart and were, were very upset about that. Okay, so now... He says he's got another announcement, and people are immediately uh, resistant to it. Um, I'm not. I, I I think this is like uh, this is this is good. This is a good thing. If I had to make a guess, if I had to make a little prediction here, I would assume Trump is going to announce his vice president pick. And I know what a lot of people are thinking. There's no way that that's it. Because this is way too soon, it's way too early, it's got to be something else. And I would rebut that by saying, well, it was very soon and very early for him to announce his 2024 campaign, wasn't it? I mean, we're, I mean, it was like seven or eight months premature to announce 2024, so it wouldn't surprise me at all that he is going to announce a uh, vice president pick. Now, <clears throat> a lot of people... Um, you know, a lot of people probably think that that's, it's, it's gotta be something bigger than that. 
Okay, well, we'll find out pretty soon. We don't have to wait two weeks. We don't have to wait... Well, <laughs> it depends, actually, because last time he said, I'm making a major announcement at his rally. He said, tune in. Make sure you watch the next rally because I got a big announcement. And then when we got to the rally, his announcement was that he's going to be making a big announcement the next week. So maybe he'll announce that he's making a big announcement. <laughs> I don't know, guys. We'll have to see. But if I had to guess, he's probably going to announce his pick for the next VP in 2024. Now, I'm going to give you guys a little insider baseball. And don't, you know, don't uh, come after me if I'm wrong. But I have a trusted source, somebody who's actually met Trump, sat down with Trump, had dinner with Trump, and this person told me that Donald Trump plans to pick Christy Noem as vice president. Now, I, you know, if it's somebody else, you know, you can just say, hey, your source was wrong. But that's what I was told. And uh, so that's what I'm expecting. That's what I'm anticipating. It also wouldn't surprise me to see you know, Carrie Lake as as a VP pick. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. But that was very interesting, this, this video, with zero context. He didn't even say where the announcement's going to be. He just said, big announcement tomorrow, tune in somewhere. <laughs> oh, man. Trump, man, with he's the man of mystery. Trump is the man of mystery. And he always keeps, you know, he keeps things interesting. Keeps people guessing. Keeps the media on their toes. So, um, you know, I I think Trump has his way of playing the media as well. And the timing of things that he does and like this are always strategic. We know that the January 6th committee plans to be uh, concluding, I think, Monday. And they're saying that they're going to be sending criminal referrals to the DOJ. So Trump likes to beat them to the punch, right? Um, And so I think... I think Trump is trying to get ahead of them because pretty much everything they do after this announcement that he's running for 2024, it looks like a politically motivated witch hunt and an interference with this campaign, right? Um, (laughs) He got this major win. He got this major win with Judge Eileen Cannon regarding this Mar-a-Lago raid. Judge Eileen Cannon made the decision to put the DOJ's investigation on hold and also allow Trump to get a special master to review the documents before the DOJ's investigation could continue. Now, the DOJ, they appealed that decision and they won. So now the DOJ's investigation is ongoing and the special master has been removed from the process. But what Judge Eileen Cannon did for Trump uh, was allow the whole thing to be postponed temporarily for us to get through the midterms and for Trump to make his announcement. So boom, everything after that looks politically motivated and it looks like they're interfering with his campaign. So, um, like I said, a lot of you probably think that an announcement for VP would be premature. I don't think so because of the, we're, we're in unprecedented, uh, um, unprecedented, uncharted territory here. We've never had a political candidate be, so uh, persecuted and demonized, and we've never had such a weaponized DOJ go after a a candidate like this. So the moves that he's making, obviously he's got to make some adjustments, and timing is is of the essence. 
Now, um, so so there's that. Emily C. says, I don't recall Noam standing up to stolen elections or anything else. Well, she did stand up to... So, Noam actually did not lock down her state. Even Ron DeSantis locked down Florida. I mean, I lived through it. And so, so Noam has, has a pretty good track record on the COVID thing. And Trump really needs to balance... Um, balance himself out. You know, I think one of Trump's Achilles heels has been his stance on the vaccine and stuff like that. So getting somebody like Noam with a good track record, who's also young, because let's be honest, you know, I I, 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 I hate to say this, but Trump's age at this point is going to be a big factor. Um, Trump is, he's going to be 78 by 2024, which means that he would be 82 by the time he concludes in in 2028, and I just I just feel like that's um, that is a factor that people are considering. So picking a nice young, spry, good-looking female with a good track record on COVID, you know, it, it ain't a bad it ain't a bad idea. Emily C says DeSantis came with fire yesterday. Yes, he did, and th- and that's what we're going to talk about here next. All right, so uh, guys, real quick, smash that rumble button if you don't mind. And we are going to jump right into this first America story. needs Whoops. a... Dude, I swear I'll get it together one of these days. I always play videos twice on accident. All right, so... Let me pull this up. Boom. All right. Ron DeSantis calls on Florida Supreme Court to investigate wrongdoings relating to vaccines. On Tuesday, during a panel with Florida Surgeon General Dr. Joseph uh, Latipo, Republican Governor Ron DeSantis called on the Florida Supreme Court to gather a grand jury to investigate any and all wrongdoings related to COVID-19 vaccines. He said, quote, we will be able to get the data, whether they want to give it or not, because in Florida, it is against the law to mislead and misrepresent, particularly when you're talking about the efficacy of the drug. Just recently, Florida got $3.2 billion through legal action against those responsible for the opioid crisis, and so it's not like this is something that's unprecedented. He also said, quote, So today, I'm announcing a petition with the Supreme Court of Florida to impanel a statewide grand jury to investigate any and all wrongdoing in Florida with respect to COVID-19 vaccines. We anticipate we will get the approval for that. That will be something that will be impaneled most likely in the Tampa Bay area, and that will come with legal processes that will be able to get more information and to bring legal accountability for those who committed misconduct. Okay, so that's a big step. That's a big announcement, all right? I watched this roundtable discussion, and, you know, DeSantis didn't just talk about convening a grand jury to uh, investigate the mRNA vaccines and wrongdoing, but he also called out the collaboration between big tech and COVID information. Like I said, uh, Joseph Latipo, the Florida Surgeon General, was at this roundtable discussion, and if you guys remember, he was suspended from Twitter. This is Florida's top health expert. The Surgeon General was suspended from Twitter for simply recommending that men from 18 to 39, should not get the vaccine. Why? Because of a study from the Department of Health, which showed that males between 18 and 39 were 86% 
more likely to die of cardiac-related issues than people who didn't take the vaccine. So he was citing a study from the frickin' Department of Health and was banned from Twitter, okay? That's that's crazy. Um, you know, this collaboration between big tech and big government, the CDC, Fauci, the WHO, and the suppression of information like that, these, these people, it's not just misconduct. It's crimes against humanity. People have died because of the suppression of, of, of crucial information. I mean, they lied about ivermectin and HCQ, about masks, about lockdowns. And guys, um, up until recently, I worked for a behavioral health center. You know, people that were coming in to the crisis center because they experienced psychosis, uh, people that were going to detox because of, you know, addictions to stuff like fentanyl. And I swear, man, I'm also in recovery myself. So I, I witnessed firsthand the, the effect of these lockdowns um, in the state of Florida. The, the overdoses were off the charts. The suicide rates were off the charts. And the amount of people that had psychotic episodes because they, you know, all of a sudden everything was through telehealth and they couldn't get the, 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 the care that they needed or the medications refilled and all this stuff. It was nuts, man. And a lot of people died. There's people that are, you know, uh, friends and, and uh, associates that are dead because of the COVID policy that, that happened right here in the state of Florida. And so, um, you know, we, we know that they, not just that, but the suppression of the HCQ and ivermectin, Dr. Peter McCullough said that if they were to implement early treatment, that 80% of COVID deaths would have never happened. Okay. And, And they forced this information to be suppressed so that they could rush through the vaccine through early, I'm sorry, um, damn, I'm having a brain fart, EUA, emergency use authorization, right? And they did this to push the vaccine down our throats, which they said would stop you from getting COVID, would, would stop you from spreading COVID, stop you from being hospitalized, from dying, and that there were no side effects. Just blatant lies. Every single one of those things is a bold-faced lie. So De- DeSantis is creating or he's calling, he's petitioning on the Supreme Court to convene a grand jury to investigate the mRNA vaccines and Big Pharma and this collusion. Um, now, I have a couple of thoughts about this. I have a couple thoughts about this, okay? First of all, um, I think it's great because what this will do if the Supreme Court grants the petition and convenes a grand jury... They'll start investigating. They'll force the production of records, records which the pharmaceutical companies have fought tooth and nail to suppress and hide from the public. Okay, so that's good because then you have these health experts like Joseph uh, Latipo and uh, across the country being able to take this information and alter their recommendations to the public. Okay, and then you would probably see uh, a, a rift, a split, a divide between health experts and the CDC and who, and um, once you, once they expose all the lies that they told. But there's one thing that I just can't ignore, and that is the fact that Ron DeSantis said this would result in accountability, and he he cited the the opioid crisis 
as evidence that, you know, this is not unprecedented. He said, quote, just recently, Florida got $3.2 billion through legal action against those responsible for the opioid crisis. So it's not like this is unprecedented. And I couldn't help but think about the fact that this is a, a totally different scenario because the mRNA vaccines were pushed through emergency use authorization and the pharmaceutical companies were given liability protection. So how are we going to hold them accountable if they have um, liability protection? The other thing is, this is not going to be a quick process whatsoever. I mean, how long ago were the crimes committed by the pharmaceutical companies with, with the opioid crisis? I mean, they just got the $3.2 billion, and that was years ago. So now, how long is this freaking going to take? It's going to take years and years and years. So this isn't going to be like um, a, a, a quick thing. And we all know that the, the deep state and the establishment, they're trying to push everybody away from Trump and on to DeSantis. And everybody knows that the, the vaccines and COVID was Trump's Achilles heel. Like, like um, Trump lost a lot of support. I, I, I mean, let's just be real. Not I know that he never I know that he never said anything about uh, mandates, right? Trump was against mandates. He said you got to have your freedom. But saying that these vaccines were safe and effective and his greatest accomplishment in Operation Warp Speed was the greatest thing he ever did, over and over and over and over. Um, despite the ample mountains of evidence that it was not a good idea or you know a mistake. It's caused a lot of people to rethink, you know, like this guy's discernment. And so DeSantis knows this, the deep state knows this, the establishment knows this, and that's his that's his Achilles heel, right? So it's interesting that DeSantis is trying to go right for the jugular and tap into those resources where, where Trump maybe falls short. You know, t- he, he's strategically trying to maneuver... And focus his efforts on the areas where he thinks uh, there's potential to put himself above Trump, right? And so I'm 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 skeptical with all this. Everything, um, you know, everything done with a political agenda or political motive. It's like it looks good, it sounds good, it's exactly what I want to hear. But what's the end result? I mean, the, the grand jury convening. That, that is a great thing, but it's not going to be like over overnight. And here we are like two years in. Um, why now? Why now? Right? I don't know. I started to get a little weary with DeSantis. People still tell me that he's not planning to run in 2024. But I'll tell you that the moment I thought, no, he's definitely running in 2024, was when he took the illegals from Texas to Martha's Vineyard. That's when it, that's when it really uh, sealed the deal for me, because it's not like he's focused on only what's going on in Florida at that point. Now he's trying to score political points across the board, you know, and make national news and score points with people all across the country, right? And if if you're if you're really planning to stay in Florida, you wouldn't spend your time focusing your efforts because I mean, it's it's he had to go to Texas to get the illegals, right? It's not like he was picking them up from Florida. He had to go to another state, 
and take those illegals to Martha's Vineyard. And, uh, you know, it just... So I'm a little skeptical, man. I'm a little skeptical. But I don't know. I don't know what... I I mean, there's people trying to tell me that... Trump is trailing DeSantis in the polls. <laughs> and I just I just find that hard to believe. I don't buy it. There's also pollsters saying that Liz Cheney... <laughs> Trump is... <laughs> Dude, Liz Cheney that lost in a freaking blowout. An epic landslide. She got crushed in her re-election. And they're trying to tell us that she is polling ahead of Trump. So you can't trust any of this stuff. I don't believe any of it, not for a second, but it definitely does appear that all efforts are being focused on taking down Trump and putting DeSantis in his place. You know, Elaine Watkins says, what are they drinking when they say it? I don't know. Yeah, you got to be pretty drunk to think Liz Cheney stands a chance. All right. So uh, that's that's about all for that. Now, let's talk about old corrupt Swamp ass, uh, I mean, I, I can't even call this guy a rhino, because really, this dude's got to be one of these people that they secretly ran. Like, the they, there was like an effort to take Democrats and run them as Republicans. That's got to be Brad Raffensperger. He's got to be one of those guys. Because this guy is now trying to push ranked choice voting in the state of Georgia. And guys, that will be the final nail in the coffin of any potential election integrity effort in the future, if this if this actually goes through, now the good news is Brad Raffensperger, he's not a legislator. You know, it's not like he can pass laws, but he's calling on the legislature to take his advice as the head election chief in the state of Georgia and push ranked choice voting. Okay, so <clears throat> yeah, so the Gateway Pundit says, um, you know, he wants to ensure corrupt and bogus elections in the state for eternity and that's exactly what would happen you know ranked choice voting is the most disastrous voting measure you could possibly implement if if it happens you'll never ever elect another america first candidate with ranked choice voting because it's basically like we're just going to shuffle the deck until our guy wins you know let's let's think about what happened in alaska Okay, you had two Republican candidates and one Democrat. You had Sarah Palin and Nick the III. They were both Republicans. And then you had one Democrat, which was uh, Peltola. And what happened was they split the vote. They split the vote between Begich and Palin. So when you combine the two Republicans together, Republicans received more votes than the Democrat Peltola. But the problem is, once Nick Begich was was kicked out of the race because he came in last, then a lot of those votes went to Peltola. So in the second round, she won. So all the Democrats have to do is this. You game the system by running one Democrat against multiple Republicans. You split the ticket, and then Democrats are going to vote for the, the, the Dem for their first choice, Right. And then they're going to vote for the Rhino Republican for their second choice. So it's a win-win for them. Either the, either the Democrat wins or the Rhino wins every single time. And this is how Murkowski got in as well. 
You know, we know that she's secretly, because of Project Veritas uh, revealed this, she secretly pushed ranked choice voting in Alaska because she knew that it would help her get elected. And it did. (laughs) She won. So, not to mention, not to mention the fact that it's completely unconstitutional. I mean, whatever happened to one person, one vote? It completely violates the Constitution if my first vote is actually eliminated and I'm, I'm voting multiple times. It's, it's totally unconstitutional. So we know that ranked choice voting is essentially the rhinos, the Democrats' way of maintaining power with these incumbents. And uh, you'll, you'll never get another America First candidate elected anywhere that this is implemented. I can guarantee you that. And they're seeing how well it worked out in Alaska, I think in Utah, it, and it's it, it's already been happening in California for years, but they're seeing, oh wow, <laughs> this is great. So let's let's just try to get this across the board everywhere. And it just adds to the mountains and mountains of problems we have in elections. I mean, even without ranked choice voting, we have Act 77 in Pennsylvania. We have Michigan just passed a constitutional amendment to make election fraud, I mean, a constitutional amendment now. And it's it's just getting worse. Guys, it's not getting better. It's getting worse. You know, it, 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 it's, it's downright, it's downright scary at this point, man. I, I, ain't, I ain't even going to lie to you. I ain't even going to lie to you. But what I am going to do is shift to another subject, okay? <laughs> because I don't want to I don't want to doom you guys out. I mean, it's it's freaking Wednesday. All right, so check this out. DOJ's SDNY released their list of charges against Sam Bankman-Fried and say that he could face up to 115 years. However, no mention of Ukraine. Sam Bankman-Fried was formally charged by the DOJ's Southern District of New York. Uh, not today, but No, this was the 13th, so yesterday. And interestingly, SBF was denied bail by the judge. Huh. Huh. Interesting. So if you guys tuned in yesterday, you know what I think about this. I think that this dude is a freaking fall guy. Okay, he was supposed to testify before Congress yesterday. However, just so happened that he got arrested in the Bahamas the day before. And... I mean, it's not like this scandal's new. It's been going on for, uh, I mean, FTX went bankrupt a month ago. So they waited until the day before he was supposed to testify before Congress to arrest him. And then the judge denied his bail. So I have a funny feeling. I have a funny feeling that this is all about taking this dude down. He's going to go down, okay? I'm, I'm not, I don't think he's going to get off the hook. I think he's going to go down. But what they're going to do is keep all the focus on his corrupt actions with FTX and Alameda Research and insulate themselves from him having the ability to blow the whistle or be honest about the collusion and the money laundering with the Ukraine money, right? So so he'll go down, but they're trying to protect themselves. And this is why the uh, SDNY took control of this thing before he had a chance to testify. The The Southern District of New York is the same district that handled Maxwell and Epstein. Okay, so that's all you really need to know. Noel 27 says, Everyone chip in 
Uh, he, he threw up a, a $1 Rumble rant. Thank you, Noel27. Man, I'm working extra hard today because I'm actually feeling sick. So I appreciate the, the donation there. Yeah, I feel like I, I have like cold sweats. I'm really fatigued and my throat hurts. But um, anyways, that's, that's besides the point. Amy Girl 1 says, do you think he'll be Epstein? That's a great question. Will he be Epstein? Does he really need to be? Does he really need to be Epstein? I mean, they didn't Epstein Maxwell, right? I mean, Maxwell's living it up in a freaking luxury resort. She's she's relaxing. She's getting to take classes. She's doing yoga and all this stuff. Um, and, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Will he get Epstein? Maybe. It depends if they think that he's a threat. If, if, if they can ensure themselves that he's not, then he won't get Epstein. But I don't know, man. We'll see. But get get this. So, Kareen Jean-Pierre, old mophead, old mophead was asked by the Associated Press about Biden, who um, received campaign donations from SPF and many prominent Democrats and and she was asked, "Will he return those donations? Does he call on all politicians who got donations um, to to return the money to the customers?" And get listen to this answer from Old Carrot Top. Okay, I don't know if you guys can hear that. The volume's pretty low. But she said, um, I can't speak on that because I'm covered by the Hatch Act. So you'll have to refer to the DNC? Bitch, what are you talking about? The Hatch Act? That doesn't. That has nothing to do with this whatsoever. The Hatch Act is basically you're not allowed to solicit uh, campaign donations from federal offices. You know, like you can't send out uh, an email to your coworkers soliciting campaign donations. You, what? What do you mean you're covered by the Hatch Act? It's a bold-faced lie, and it's obvious that she she's just not going to answer the question, and she's deflecting to the Hatch Act, which I'm surprised nobody called her out for. I mean. It, it must be exhausting. I, I guess it's it's got to be exhausting. We got to give her credit for having to try to spin so many atrocities and crimes against humanity and scandals on a daily basis. Now she's not as good as Jen Psaki at being a freaking total fraud and a liar, but she does a decent job, and I don't think she gets enough credit for it by just not answering any questions. Um, the fact that she got away with that, I'm going to defer to the Hatch Act. I got to give my hats off to her because that was some. Grade A bullshit. You know? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm covered by the Hatch Act, and, and, you know, we care about the rule of law around here. And that's why I can't tell you about the fact that the Democrats accepted stolen money uh, from millions of people to help rig the midterms, right? Oh, and we're keeping the money, too. I can't talk about that, because we care about the law around here. 
And by the way, guys, anybody who thinks that they're going to return that money, give that money back, it's a freaking pipe dream. I mean, you might as well wish in one hand and take a dump in the other and see which one fills up faster, okay? Because first of all, that money's already gone. Half of it, Hunter Biden's already smoked, you know, smoked it and spent it on hookers. The other half, Joe Biden spent it on ice cream and depends. And there's never, ever been a time in American history that politicians have returned campaign money. doesn't matter if it's stolen. And it's, a, uh, you know, it's, it's illegal what they did. But, you know, <laughs> they just, they just don't care. And, um, the DOJ isn't going to do anything about it. So, uh, listen, but I, I wanted to read you a, a U.S. code, which is U.S. Code 641, which is clear that they broke this law. U.S. Code 641 says public money, property, or records. Whoever receives, conceals, or retains uh, the same with intent to convert it to to his use or gain knowing it to have been embezzled, stolen, purloined, or converted, shall be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than 10 years. Now, so that says if, if they knowingly took this money, even though it was stolen or embezzled, then they have violated the law and could be put in prison for 10 years. Now, did they know that it was stolen? Did they know that it was embezzled? Yes, of course they did. Of course they did. Uh, this was the DNC's patsy. You don't you don't think when they were sending these sixty billion dollars over to Ukraine, and it, you know, FTX was uh, partnering with 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 Ukraine, and then that money was coming back to the Democrats. You don't think they knew? Of course they knew. Of course they knew. And we also know that the SEC chairman Gary Ensler, he was actually having secret meetings with Hillary Clinton. Uh, he was having secret meetings with George Soros, and he was also having meetings with Nancy Pelosi, Gary Ensler, right? And and they he tried to hide this from his public calendar. And it was only until a group filed a lawsuit uh, and FOIA requests that they had to put this on their public calendar. So so the the chairman of the SEC that was appointed by Biden worked in the in the Obama administration. He actually was friends with SBF's girlfriend's dad. <laughs> okay? So there's a lot of collaboration and a lot of moving parts here. And I have reason to believe that they did this knowing full well what they were doing. I mean, it was always odd. that they, I mean, why are we sending $60 billion to Ukraine with inflation off the charts, with the, with the economy in the toilet? You know, we're we're just printing money out of thin air to to help prop up a government which isn't even a legitimate ally of ours. They're not a, a member of NATO, and we're we're getting into a proxy war with Russia, escalating this conflict to the to the verge of nuclear. And it's all for what? What do we gain here? Well, clearly we gain <laughs> millions. Well, actually, Elon Musk said that forty million dollars was just what was reported, it's more likely that it was closer to $1 billion or more. Remember that? So, uh, shoot. Oh, by the way, here's another thing. 
I forgot to I forgot to bring this out. When we were talking about DeSantis convening a grand jury to investigate the vaccines, check this out. So remember the other day, Elon Musk tweeted out my pronouns my pronouns are prosecute Fauci. Well, he just clarified um what's to come because we know we're supposed to get this dump of information about covid and we haven't gotten it yet but the hodge twins actually got him to tell us what's up ahead so hodge twins replied and said let me guess you found messages between twitter executives and our government fauci and team pushing for censorship of anyone that didn't go along with their narrative on covid and elon musk he replies with with one emoji which is a gold trophy so, like, you win. You guessed it. That's what it's about. So we have uh, text messages between the federal government and Twitter telling them to suppress information regarding COVID. And that's just the half of it. I mean, what we've learned through these Twitter files and these drops is that the, the entire apparatus of Twitter is full of proxies, like, from the government, former FBI agents, CIA agents, as well as relatives of prominent people we know that leslie podesta was uh in charge of one of the boards uh, like the safety board and she was allowing child pornography we also know from a deposition in the missouri versus biden case that fauci's daughter was an employee at twitter now you can only imagine that there was coordination between fauci and his daughter to suppress certain information right so they 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 did a lot of this blatantly where the federal government was having weekly meetings with Twitter, but they also did a lot of this through proxies, through relatives, through former federal employees. And I'm, I, I've never been more excited for a, a Twitter file dump uh, because, you know, <clears throat> Elon has basically said that it's not just exposure of what happened. It's evidence on the level that, that somebody could be prosecuted for it. Yeah. TZ Burton says, I love those pronouns. I might use them too. Yeah, man, I, I want to see arrests. I really want to see some arrests. Elaine Watkins says, water, zinc, quercetin, vitamin D, nutrient-dense, real food. Feel better, Nick. Thank you, Elaine. You know what's interesting? I got in the mail the Dr. Zelenko protocol, and I never even bought it, and I don't know where it came from. I just happened to get a bottle of the Dr. Zelenko protocol, so somebody's spying on me. Somebody somehow figured out that I was sick and sent me this in the mail. And they actually sent it before I got sick. So, damn, man. Creeping me out. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, today, <laughs> I got to say, today was not the most eventful news day. But I wanted to put a show together for you guys, despite the fact that I'm feeling a little ill, a little under the weather. Now, I'm going to hang out here for a couple minutes, uh, just respond to some comments Elaine Watkins says, hmm, do you think that DeSantis is the state-level example of what to do with COVID crimes? Another education to everybody that this is not, or not only, a federal issue. Yeah, man. I mean, we know that the FDA, uh, they're they're starting to push this vaccine. I think they started started the, the trials to push the vaccines through EUA. For kids under the age of five. Okay, this is this has gotten completely out of control. And DeSantis was like he banned the 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 um 
the vaccines for for kids, right? Early in, in the early stages of all this, and he has been ahead of the curve, more so than pretty much anybody else, or at least he's been the most outspoken about it. So, is he an example of how to handle it at the state level? Yeah, yeah. Let's not take a just because there's this upcoming um, feud between Trump and DeSantis. Let's not take away from when somebody does the right thing. I mean, we still have to give credit where credit's due. TZ Burton, $5, says, Feel better, Nick. Keep an eye out for that guy, Behizzy. Man, you can't control that dude. There's no controlling Behizzy. He's a loose cannon. And I, try to, I try to keep an eye out for him, but he's unstoppable. Um, TZ's also using the Z-Stack every day. Yeah, I, I am too now. I, dude, I got a handful of supplements that I take, and actually they're in my pocket. Look at all this. Can you see this? <laughs> I've got so many freaking supplements that I take. I got magnesium. I got liposomal vitamin C. I got uh, uh, vitamin B complex. I got freaking quercetin, vitamin D, vitamin C. You name it. You name it. Emily C, $20, says, Are you back on Twitter? Seems like election people are last to be reinstated. No, I'm, I'm not back on Twitter. Yeah, I got banned with over 10,000 people. And it's kind of annoying. You know, I was like, should I start another account? Nah. Nah, because it, it takes a lot of work to get followers on Twitter. And, you know, I, I, I got 10,000-something. I and I just want my account reinstated. I'm not, I'm not going to try to put work in to starting another one and then be like, hey, guys... Actually, can you switch over to this one that just got reinstated? So I'm waiting patiently, but it still hasn't happened yet. Scopsco says Q is spying on you. Yes, Q is omnipotent. Uh, Q is omnipresent. Q knows all. So that doesn't surprise me. <clears throat> yeah, well, I don't. I haven't, you know, the reason I didn't invest in the uh the Zelenko protocol was because I'm like I already take all that stuff you know or at least I have it in the cabinet ready to go if I need it individually like I have vitamin D3 vitamin C quercetin all that stuff separate and when you try to put something like that into a one capsule or two capsules the amount that you I mean you can't cram 10 things into a little capsule and get sufficient doses so I was always skeptical of like that's why I don't take a multivitamin. I take like 20 different things. Patrick says, eat spinach every day too. Great source of quercetin. No, I'll tell you what I need to do. We went to my friend's house, and his name's Shane. And if you're listening, Shane, I'm calling you out, brother. I'm calling you out. A month ago, we went to his, his house, and we came back, and my son, Van, had hands, foot, and mouth disease. And he got a cold on top of that. And then he got bit by fire ants, so it was just miserable. My, my son got sick, and he got sick, you know, going to their house. And, okay, okay, it happens, man. No big deal, no big deal. But then his son had a, 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 his fourth birthday, and we went over there, and, and, you know, now my son got sick again. And coincidentally, we just went to his house. So what's, what's up? Is there something in the air ducts? Is, you know, what's going on? So Van is sick, too. I'm sick. And it just so happens we went to Shane's house. What's what's going on with that? What's up with that? I, s- I smell another conspiracy here. Um, <clears throat> Man. Well, the comments just ain't coming in too quick, so I think I'm going to wrap things up here. 
I'm going to wrap this show up. Uh, if you guys could consider going to MyPillow.com, entering promo code Nick, and saving up to 80% this, this Christmas sale that's going on right now. You can save up to 80%. And guys, it's getting close, man. It's getting close to where you may not get your, your gifts before Christmas. It's probably like the last day. So if you're going to go to MyPillow.com and get your family some Christmas presents and enter promo code Nick, I would I would do it, man. I'd get on it. Um, the other thing is, I want to thank you guys that went over to Spotify and left a review and subscribed over there because we got 12 five-star reviews on Spotify, baby. <clears throat> and it feels good. It feels good. Trying to build up another platform, uh, get an audience over there because it's one of the mainstream platforms. I finally realized, hey, you can actually get on Spotify. You know, you're not banned there. And that's a pretty mainstream platform. So, <sighs> yep. Um, oh, but Hissy says, what's Trump announcing? If it's another book, I'll lose it, bro. <laughs> another book? I don't think so, man. I'm pretty sure he's going to announce his vi- uh, VP pick. That's my guess, okay? I-, I-, I don't have a crystal ball. I'm just guessing. I think it's going to be his VP pick. <sighs> And that's just, you know, <laughs> if the last big announcement was he's running, uh, Reason would tell me the next big announcement has something to do with his 2024 campaign. TZ Burton, no, you don't have to join Spotify. I mean, if you're already on Spotify, I'd just appreciate you just look up my name, Nick Moseter, you know, subscribe, turn notifications on, boom, leave that review. You don't even have to write anything. You just click five stars. You know, uh, you know, and then I think that getting engagement and a little traction will help the, I guess, Spotify algorithm show it to more people like, oh, hey, here's a new podcast. Check this out. That's what I'm hoping, at least. So you guys giving a little engagement over there helps me out. Um, Beto for VP. Oh, my God. Dude, that guy's front teeth can't fit in the White House. There's no way. There's no way. They'd have to build a, a, another. They'd have to build an addition on the side of the White House to fit that dude's front teeth in there. That dude's lost more elections than any. He's the biggest loser in American history. Well, I'm not sure. Is it him or Stacey Abrams? I think they're tied. Nick, what got you banned from Twitter? Amy girl one. Well, it's a funny story, and you're you're knowing you, you're probably gonna like this one. I was actually having a back and forth with Behizzy, and we were. We were joking. We were saying stuff like, the storm is upon us. We were saying, Patriots in control. Um, you know, we were saying, military's going to step in. We were just kind of goofing off. And then I took it a step further and put, where we go one, we go all in my in my handle. And boom, I was banned in seconds. Seconds. So they had some sort of algorithm to censor people that are um, talking that Q stuff. And I was like, I, I, I submitted a, an appeal. I was like, it was a joke. It was a joke. Come on. Come on. I hate Q. Come on. Let me back. But they wouldn't go for it. I've, I've submitted like 10 appeals to no avail. Oh, Dr. Oz is going to be his VP. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a great one. You know, I've heard a lot of commentators. And they say that Trump has this love, affiliation, for, uh, affinity for, I meant to say, of people that were on TV. Like, he just loves people that were on TV. And it makes sense. You got Herschel Walker, you got Dr. Oz, you got Carrie Lake. You know, there was there was, there was was quite a few people that he endorsed that 
were really not good candidates. I mean, Dr. Oz in particular, but they were on TV. You know, he likes he likes people on TV. So maybe, maybe, maybe Dr. Oz will be his VP pick. But then I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna pack it up. I'm just gonna delete my channel and I'm just gonna go live off grid. I'm gonna get some. I'm gonna get a van and you know, live by the side of the road and just you know. I don't know. I'm just, I, just, I, I wouldn't be able to go on if that's if that's where this is headed. I would rather Trump pick Uncle Festerman. I'd rather him pick his freaking neck bulge. I'd rather him pick Uncle Fetterman's neck bulge for VP than Dr. Oz. Mike Lindell for VP. <laughs> I just want Mike to, 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 you know, I just want Mike to make great pillows. You know, that's all I want from Mike. I love Mike Lindell, man. Um... I have a van. Oh, that's funny. That's punny. Emily C. says, you have a van. All right, so guys, I'm just goofing off at this point. My throat hurts. I'm going to have to shut this one down. Hopefully, I feel a little better tomorrow. And we can go live right around the same time, which I'm trying to go live around noon, noon 30, you know. Trying to get a schedule, guys, but you know how my brain works. I ain't so good at stuff like that. But I'm trying. I'm working on it. So make sure to... Check around noon, you know, and if you go to, if you turn the notifications on for this channel, you'll get the banner notification. So when we go live, you'll know, and you don't have to, uh, you know, you don't have to guess. You can actually get a notification. All right. So guys, one more time, we'll play this MyPillow ad. Guys, Christmas is right around the corner, and MyPillow.com is having the biggest sale ever. Now's the time to go to MyPillow.com, enter promo code Nick, and you can save tons of money on that perfect gift for your loved one. Don't wait till the last minute. Go to MyPillow.com now, enter promo code Nick, and save tons of money while putting smiles on all of your family members' faces by shopping at MyPillow.com. Oh, you caught me flexing. Sorry. All right, guys, I'm going to wrap this show up. Thanks for watching, and I will see you next time.